faith. There's an anchor, Pastor Sean preached last week, about the anchor of our soul, the hope that we have. Hope is a favorable expectation. Hope is an expression of the faith that you have. And this morning, I want to read to you a passage. Many of you have read it. It's Hebrews chapter 11, and I am captivated when I read this passage. And what captivates me is the power of faith in our life. Faith, if you're taking notes, I'm hoping I'm going to drop some some bombs this morning. And, And if they're not bombs, don't deflate me after the service by saying they weren't bombs. Just, just walk out. Don't, don't say anything. But faith distinguishes you from anybody else. In today's world, <laughs> there are so many opinions. They change hourly. Experts change their minds. I don't know about you, but I've read things that matter one day, and the next day they don't matter, and the next day you'll die if you don't, and the next day, you know what? No, I don't think that's correct. And it changes by the flow of the wind. And if you're not careful, you get caught up in that. I'm here to tell you, you're better than that. You're better than the Facebook conspiracies. You're better than all the ideas because you have a God who has not changed, who's the same today as he was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. He is sure, he is strong, and he is our foundation. And in Hebrews 11, it starts by saying, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. Faith sees things that are forward. If you're living a life of faith, you're living a life looking ahead. I'll even show it to you in the scripture, but faith does not look behind. Faith looks ahead. Faith looks at what God says and what God performs. In fact, Belief, faith and belief quite often, one's a noun and one's a verb, and, and one's, you know, that's about the extent of my grammar, but faith and belief, they are very similar. One's an action and one's a state of being. But faith is incredibly important in your life. I would suggest to you we all have faith. We all do. You don't think so? We have this thing running around that nobody can see, but everybody's freaked out about. And it has turned the world upside down. And yet they can't see it. That's interesting. Why don't they believe in a God that they can't see and have him let them him turn their world right side up? Everybody believes. So I would suggest to you It's not important what you believe. It's important who you believe. We all have faith. We do. We all have faith. The stock markets are evidence of faith and panic. We all have faith, but... Where is our faith founded? 
I am so glad that my faith is founded in Christ because what I have found as opinions change, as experts change, as one doctor says this, as another doctor says this, as one financial expert declares that, another one declares that, and you can get crazy and you can't figure this out. I am so glad that the faith I have is in Christ Jesus who says, I am for you, not against you. I am so glad that my faith is in the one that says, you know what? You're seated with Christ in heavenly places, and that's not just something futuristic. That's something now. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Wrap your mind around that. Faith will distinguish you. In Hebrews 11, faith distinguished Noah. It had never rained. It had never rained. The dew would settle on the earth. God, God created the dew to, to settle, to rise. I'm, I'm not sure uh, which way it worked, but he had dew, and it plenished, and it fed the earth. And they never understood or knew what rain was. And what did Noah say? He says, you know what, guys? It's going to rain and the earth is going to flood. I would suggest to you people were saying he's a little cuckoo. His faith distinguished him. And what's incredible is it took him like 100 years to build this boat. Day in, day out. His faith distinguished him. Abraham, Hebrews chapter 11, if you continue reading, it gets to Abraham. It said that God called him. I am so intrigued what those conversations were like. Some of them were actually dreams. God spoke to Abraham and he said, Abram. I want you to leave your place, and I'm going to take you to where you're going to go, and it's going to be your inheritance. And if you read, it says that he left his family. One passage, one, uh, one translation says it le he left what was familiar to travel and to go, and then it says where he did not know where he was going. If I can be honest with you, I am not 100% sure where my faith is going to take me, but I'm going to go where it goes. His faith distinguished him from the rest of his family. Faith is the most logical thing you can exercise as a believer. In fact, the word believer inherently has inside of it the definition faith. I'm a believer. I'm a faith person. It's a distinguishing factor. It says, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice. Do you know that has, there is no reference ahead of that as to what would please God. It was his faith, and he believed that what he would do would please God. If you study it and you read it, if you find out that, that Abel, Abel didn't know 
And a lot of theologians have looked at it, but according to the scriptures, there is no evidence ahead of time as to what would please him. Yes, God um, gave the skin and, and um, clothed Adam and Eve, so there may have been some thought in his mind, but there was no principle saying, do this and you'll be accepted. He just believed in what he would do that would please God. And God received it. Enoch, he was taken away. Faith, Noah. It says in, in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Who here would like to please God? And those of you whose hands are not up, we'll have an altar call at the end of the service. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you want to please God? A great starting point is have faith. Believe what he says. We have two grandsons, actually three. Two of them are talking back and, and converse with us, and we will call them something other than their name. And we're playing, and we're playing imagination, and, and, and we might say, you're a tiger. And they'll look at us and go, no, I'm Thaddeus Jude. He'll say, no, I'm Arland James. And what has happened is they have learned their name and they have so much faith in their name that you can't talk them out of it otherwise. I'll let you th think on that one. They've got so much faith in their name because of what their mom and dad called them that they won't let anybody else talk them out of it. Do you know they've actually done tests and they've surveyed Children, when a child goes to kindergarten, they've, they've actually surveyed a, ch a kindergarten class and almost every single one of those child, those children, would say that they were a genius. They got to grade one, it was less. Grade two, it was less. By the time they got uh, up to grade five or six, the numbers were staggering as to how many of them did not believe that they were a genius. Because of the words, the culture, the environment, the things that they were spoken to, and they started to believe that instead of believing what God word, God's word says. My wife always tells me to look at the mirror and to speak to myself. So I will do that. I will speak to myself in the mirror. Sometimes I'll say, you're good looking. Sometimes I'll say, you can do this. Faith. An activation of faith is by your mouth. Paul writes and he says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. The, the, I'm going to give you a few thoughts as to how you can grow in faith. But the first way that you grow in faith is you read the Bible out loud. Don't just read it to read it. Read it out loud. Let yourself hear. 
what the words say. And I've had many conversations with, with uh, Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, uh, Pastor Brenda, Pastor Louise, Pastor Sean. We've been talking about faith, and, and we keep on rehearsing what does God's word say. What does God's word say? And we'll be praying and, and, and we'll speak God's word. Get around people that speak God's word. Faith. By faith, Abram, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he has to receive for an age. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Anybody here ever go somewhere not knowing where you're going? By faith? No, I don't know if it's by faith. But when God calls you by faith, you exercise a distinguishing aspect that distinguishes you apart from other people. I look forward to the testimonies that people bring of God telling them to do something when other people were doing something else in a business setting or in a financial setting or in a work setting or even just in a a hobby setting and everybody does this God speaks to them they do that and something great happens I talked to an engineer once he was sharing with me they had to solve a problem they had to get this heavy load across the lake and, and one night, God spoke to him and told him how to do it. He woke up the next morning, figured it all out, calculated it all. It went on ice. Nobody else could figure it out. They looked at him and said, how did you do that? And then he looked at us and he says, I forgot to give God the credit. He says, but God told me. I am looking forward to people in solid rock my family, that come and say, you wouldn't believe what happened, but I just had this crazy idea because we don't understand how faith sometimes comes to us, so call it a crazy idea. That's fine. And then just say, to God be the glory because I'm a little crazy, but I had this crazy idea, and I tried it, and it worked. And I saved myself weeks of anguish. I saved myself thousands of dollars. I saved myself frustration. I saved myself relationships. Why? Because I took the time to believe in God, to speak to him, and to hear his word. And faith inside of me grabbed on to what he said. Faith looks forward. If you read in Hebrews, it actually says that faith reaches and grabs forward from the, from the future and it brings it into the reality of today. If you continue reading in Hebrews 11, it talks about looking to the city. Abraham looked for a city whose foundation and maker was God. What was he doing? He was looking for heaven on earth earth and he had enough guts can I say that I did to believe that what God spoke to him was real he had enough inside of him to say you know what 
I will leave what's familiar and I'm going to press on and I'm going to go for that promise and I'm looking for that city. I'm looking for that life that is uh, up there and it's here now. On earth as it is in heaven. In fact, as you continue reading, it will say in Hebrews 11, because there's like 40 verses, so I don't have time to read all 40. But it says that they saw the city and they looked at that because, and, and be, they got there because they didn't look back. Faith doesn't have a reverse. Faith has a forward. Faith will paint you into a corner. Anybody here ever been painted in a corner? Have you ever done it on purpose? Usually when we paint a floor, we make sure we have our way of escape. But faith, I'm not looking for a way of escape. I'm looking for the king. And I will paint myself into a corner by his faith, by my faith in him. And I will be prepared to sit in that corner and wait for his promise and wait for his word. Why? Because his, my faith says that he will do it. His word says it. His word says it. I don't even know where I am in my notes. It says in Hebrews eleven fourteen, for clearly those who live this way, talking about those who live by faith, are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. Long for what's in heaven to be seen on earth. Don't settle for anything less than what you see in heaven. Don't settle for something that's not in heaven. If it's not in heaven, I don't want to sp spend my time or waste my time on it. I want to see what's in heaven here on earth. He says, and they, they looked for the heavenly city. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, listen, if their hearts were still remembering, don't remember what you've left behind. Look at where you're going. I've met a lot of people who spend a lot of time remembering, but they don't spend any time imagining. And it says in the Bible, God can do more than you ask or that you can imagine. It says, their hearts were still remembering, and if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. I'm not looking back. I'm looking forward. And a life of faith doesn't spend time remembering those things that I've left, but it pursues what is ahead. It pursues with abandon. It pursues with everything inside of you. And it is the most exciting, it is the most challenging, it is the most rewarding adventure that you can have is an adventure of faith that says I'm all in and I'm going to be sold out for God and I'm going to live by his word alone. Everything that he breathes and he speaks is what I'm going to live off of. 
It actually becomes food for you. In another passage, Jesus was ministering to the Samaritan woman. The disciples came and they said, what? They brought him food and, they, and he said, listen, I'm not hungry. And they said, why aren't you hungry? Is somebody fed you? He says, no, my meat is to do the will of the Father. Can you imagine a faith that so captivates you that it supersedes, trumps, and goes over your hunger, your passions, your desires, because you have a faith and a desire and a hunger inside of you that I will not be satisfied till I see heaven on earth, till I see that heavenly city coming and establishing itself here on this earth. Can you imagine how radical we'd be? And I'm not saying that every time somebody says something, you go, stop! That's not a faith. What I'm saying is having a personal conviction inside of you that is so strong that when those thoughts come, you take those thoughts captive and you say, no, that's not what God's word says. I cannot, I will not entertain that thought. I will not let it stay here because it's not of God. Faith is big picture thinking. Faith is big picture thinking. Faith says, I want what's heaven to be on earth. And when I see what's in heaven, it's big. Faith is big picture thinking. If your picture is too small, I'd love to encourage you to change and to start saying, God, what do you see? And you might say, well, my picture's too small. I'd also say to you that God can use anything. He can use the grain seed, a seed of a mustard seed. So don't beat yourself up. In other words, in in instead, encourage yourself to grow. I've got a couple last few points here. Faith is critical thinking at its finest. I've exercised a lot of critical thinking in the last three months because of this thing called COVID. And people are trying to exercise critical thinking, but I think they've forgotten the whole part of critical, and I think they've thought, uh, they've <coughs> they haven't forgot the critical, they forgot the thinking. Examine Critical thinking. I'm not saying that you talk critically about others. What I'm saying is you examine those thoughts. You examine. It says that Abraham knew that he could not conceive. He, he understood completely his inability. So faith is not void of logic. Faith is not void of understanding. Faith is not void of let's leave my mind at the door. No, faith says, you know what? I've examined this and my critical thinking says I will trust him and I will not trust these. this. I've examined this. I've examined that and this is where I'm looking and this is what I'm pulling into my world, into my reality now. Faith is Critical thinking at its finest. In a world devoid of critical thinking. Can you imagine having believers who think? 
some of you are thinking about that statement. Can you imagine what it would be like if we took the time to think? What does God's word say? Oh, well, then I'm going to study that. I'm going to put my trust in that. I don't live in fear of death. I've been looking at it for a while. I look at the joy that is set before us. Heaven's an amazing place. Critical thinking. Examine other passages that says examine the scriptures. I want to give you three or four points here on how to grow in your faith. First one, read the Bible out loud. Read the Bible out loud. Anytime you can say amen. So I'll, I'll do it again. Okay. When I do this, that means amen. Read the Bible out loud. Amen. All right. What are you to do with the Bible? Read it out loud. Here's another one. Identify people who lift your spirit when you get around them. You want to grow in your faith? Identify people who lift your spirit when you get around them. I have found and I'm starting to identify those people who lift my spirit. And what I've found is it's people who speak the word. That's what I've found. I've been around some <laughs> that I walk away more depressed than when I came. It's like, why would I want to be around them? And then I've been around others that say, God is the healer. God is the strength of my life. I've been around them. They say, you know what? God's for you, David. I've got encouraging notes just saying, David, God is with you. And you know what? I like being around people who build my spirit up. You want to grow in your faith? Get around people who lift you up. And you say, well, that's a feeling. Yeah, you know what? The spirit has feelings. It says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. It's okay to have feelings. And those around you that make you feel good, get around them. Here's another practical way to grow in your faith. Take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for yourself. Don't have your wife do it. You do it. Very few husbands agreed with that. How do you take responsibility for yourself? You challenge your thinking. You challenge your words. You challenge yourself. And how do you challenge it? You line it up with God's word. I challenge my thinking. Does it line up with God's word? I want to grow in faith. I will challenge my critical thinking. Is it critical? Is it thinking? Is it biblical? You want to grow in your faith? Challenge yourself, your thoughts, your words. Here's the last one I wrote down here. This is real simple. Get to know the word. Study the contract or study the covenant. Study it. And then be resolute in your decision that I will not accept anything that is contrary to what the word says. Amen? Have you been